Okie dokie. So this is a little funky, but we're going to make the best of it. I'm going to talk about how to get ROI from influencer marketing. Why? Because a lot of brands spend a lot of money on influencer marketing, and a lot of times they say it doesn't work. But then there are brands like Fashion Nova and Fit T, and I don't even know where to start. Uh, so many brands out there that are really crushing it on the influencer marketing space and they're doing it effectively. So one thing I would suggest when it comes to influencer marketing is you want to do a couple things. A, you want to be consistent, but you also want to think like a guerrilla marketer and you want to take a direct marketing approach to it and try and find the balance because a lot of people uh, believe, and, and this is true, in the, we're a little bit spoiled now with, with advertising because on in the digital space, people expect to get a direct measurable result for everything. And unless you're running cold traffic specifically from Facebook page, uh, from Facebook ads, or something with, with UTM codes uh, to a specific funnel, um, Unless you're doing that, it's pretty hard to measure the direct results. Like one instance, and this isn't even influence marketing, is I'm running Facebook ads for a client, right? Facebook is saying that they're getting four to six X ROI, depending on if we're running a promo or not. But they also have somebody else that's running Google ads. And Google is saying that they're getting a different ROI. And that's because Facebook measures um, the attribution of that ad differently than Google does. So Facebook will say anyone that's seen this within the past seven days and then converts and purchases counts from Facebook, even though Google only measures the last person who clicked that time. And normally the buying journey is a lot more complicated than seeing something and immediately pulling out their credit card and buying. Normally it's seeing something and they're like, ah, I don't know. That's cool. Maybe I'll save the post. Maybe I'll look at it later. Maybe I'm going to Google it, see if this is a legitimate company and, uh, you know, bookmark it and come back a couple of days later, they go back to Google and then they decide to buy from there. Google's going to take the credit, even though the seed of inception was planted from Facebook ads, right? So it's not always a hundred percent, but we're going to talk about, influencer marketing now, right? Because this is even more broader. Now we've got influencers shouting things out. They're tagging an Instagram. We're going to, we're going to really focus on Instagram specifically. Um, so we've got these influencers bringing all this viral brand awareness, but is it real? Does it work? So let's go to the next slide. All right. So here's the difference between influencer marketing and direct marketing, right? Influencer marketing and direct marketing, completely different ends of the marketing spectrum. One, we're dealing with a bunch of brand awareness, viral brand awareness, and you can see immediate traffic. Like Cardi B, if she comes out with the fashion line and she's been drumming it up, it, she is going to sell out, right? So that works. But what if I have Kim Kardashian post a sugar bear hair or something? Are they going to crash the site? Maybe. But... They might not, um, but if there's consistency and the frequency of people seeing the same thing over and over from different sources, it establishes credibility, 
And when it's time to make the buying decision, they tend to convert, right? So we do have some similarities right here. We have like, in, this is just marketing 101, attention, interest, desire, and action. So influencers bring the attention, right? Direct marketing, it's more of a, a PPC or click or blog post or something like that. Um, and then after the influencer posts, maybe they, maybe the person does click on the site and leaves, right? Or maybe they do search and Google it and then don't do anything. Um, maybe they choose to subscribe to the email. Uh, maybe they do add it to the cart. Maybe they do purchase. There, there's a lot of maybes, but these are all different things. So what can we do to turn those maybes into more likely conversions? You know, you invest in AdWords and SEO so that when they do search, you're at the top, right? Um, when there are web clicks, we could have affiliate links or we could have bit.ly links or trackable links. So we know which influencer is making the most clicks. Maybe that's, you know, something that's worth measurable. So these are direct marketing strategies. Um, if people are subscribing to email. Maybe you should have an email automation or an email funnel. So immediately hit them back with like, Hey, thanks for subscribing, blah, blah, blah. Here's a 25% discount of the first order. Um, or, or tag a friend and get another 50% off or something. Um, so you want to have offers and promos. You always want to have offers to incentivize people to take action. And then here we have like add to cart maybe from the uh, influencer side. On the other side, what we have is retargeting. So if somebody visited the site or they added to the cart, you could chase those people around the internet with Facebook and Google ads. So there is a difference, but they can work in a harmony between influencer marketing and direct marketing. Next slide. What is influencer marketing? Influencer marketing, I'm just going to read this, is simply an amplified version of word of mouth by individuals and brands who leverage their fan bases and their clout to promote a product or service. We have different types of influencers. I just learned about nano influencers the other day. So we call nano influencers people with 500 to 5,000 followers. Above that, micro-influencers. Now, this is my number, 5,000 to 100,000, and it could range, right? Um, if, if you have 100,000 followers in your very specific niche, you could just call yourself an influencer, right? Then we have the macro-influencers, people over 100, generally over a quarter of a million followers. And then, and then when we're at 10 million plus, we're at more of a celebrity level, like TMZ might want to chase these people around. Now, these are broad numbers. They're ballpark, but it's good enough to, you know, give an indicator. Um, this year is 2019 now. Micro-influencing is, is a really hot topic. It, it really started popping up last year. We're going to see a lot more of that. Um, with micro-influencers, you tend to have, it's almost friends and family that are recommending something to you, which is like the most strongest word of mouth out there. So you could almost, a lot of times a brand could just trade a product for a shout out too. So these are great. Um, influencers to work with, low cost, uh, very well diversified, and you could get a high level of traffic, but even more importantly, a lot more credibility. So as far as influencers um, are concerned, here on the graph, we've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all these things. Uh, pound for pound, Instagram has the highest uh, choice for influencers, micro and uh, macro influencers. And um, you know, as far as influencers, 80% of them say they use Instagram to post their original content. Side note, Snapchat influencers, even though it's a very small sliver here, um, drive immense amount of traffic and they convert very well. 
So if you're a brand, I would look into considering Snapchat ads, but also Snapchat influencers. Who should you choose? I don't think I finished my slide. All right, so who should you choose for influencers or how do you choose them? Um, you know, I, I'd recommend a, a few different options. I, I would recommend testing a lot of different things. You might want to test smaller influencers with a smaller budget. Uh, you want to have a mix of some celebrity influencers, but also some small ones. So you're creating this omnipresence. Um, you want to use the, re the influencers content that they've created and then the top content you could repost and pay meme pages, large meme pages. Uh, you could get a great deal on a meme page that's got 10 million followers. You could get a post for 500 to a thousand bucks on a 10 million fan meme page. So, you know, investing some of your money in that could give you an immense amount of traffic. Um, I think I mentioned this, you allow the influencers some creative direction. They know their audience better than you do. They probably know your audience better than you do because it's like their lifeblood to be on social media. So they really understand and connect with the audiences a lot better than most brands do. So uh, allow them some creative control, allow them to be themselves so their content could be engaging and authentic. It's it, That's really important. Content's very important. All right, so now we talked about influencers. Now we're going to go back to influencer marketing. Dan Kennedy, uh, one of the one of the kings of direct marketing, and he has ten rules for direct marketing. I'll just read them off. Rule number one: there will always be an offer. Number two: there will be a reason to respond right now. Number three: there's clear instructions. Four: uh, there will be tracking and measurement. Five: branding as a byproduct. So really what he's saying is don't focus on the branding, focus on this other stuff. And as a result, you're going to get branding. Six, there will be follow-up. Seven, there will be strong copy as far as, you know, on your landing pages, on the, the social media captions, whatever the influencers say. Uh, seven, I already said there will be strong copy. Eight, in general, it will look like mail order advertising. So this is more on the email side of things. Um, it might be a little bit dated here, but you do want to, you know, take that with a grain of salt, maybe a shot of tequila. Nine results rule period results, right? Direct return on your investment. Number 10, you will be a tough minded disciplinarian and keep your business on a strict direct marketing diet for at least six months. So that's Dan Kennedy being Dan Kennedy right there. But to really sum it up, um, you want to have an offer because you want to incentivize people to take action, right? And there needs to be a reason for people to act, take action right now. Otherwise, they're just going to get distracted and look at the next social media post and scroll on. Um, even if the action is save this post, you just need somebody to do some sort of action. Uh, clear instructions. Again, save this post. Click on the link in my bio. These are simple, clear instructions for people to take action. Sign up for my newsletter. It's that simple. By the way, you should sign up for my newsletter. Um, tracking and measurement. Again, we've got the bit.ly links. We've got the UTMs. Uh, generally, when you're doing a massive campaign, you have to look really on the macro level. But if you're guerrilla marketing and you're a small business and you've got a brand ambassador, you could track and it's a lot easier. Um, give them a custom link. Have them track it. 
Uh, branding is a byproduct that kind of contradicts our whole influencer marketing thing, but at the same time, we need to focus on results over branding. So keep results in mind. Don't think that if everybody sees your thing, they're going to buy. You need to give them clear directions. You need to give them a, a reason to buy, to take action today. Sometimes that action is to get the email. There will be follow-up. So again, the follow-up is super important. Uh, we have a pixel on the website, right? If you have a pixel on your website, a pixel is also known as cookies, is the thing that you could retarget people. So if they visited a certain page, if they visited the site, if they put something in the shopping cart, you could retarget that person specific to that action. So that's the follow-up. Also, follow-up will fall into email marketing. If they put their email in a system, uh, you know, you should definitely follow up on that. Next slide. All right. I just talked about emails. So let's talk about it again, the importance of emails. So when applying direct emails, uh, applying direct marketing to influence marketing, surefire way to get the greatest measurable ROI on your efforts. So you want to, you want to balance the two. You're building a database when you build your emails. Uh, your web traffic is important, but your email is a direct intimate conversation with your audience. So, you know, getting immediate sales are night are it's nice. It's awesome, but it's not, always likely, you know, chances are your brand isn't supreme or Cardi B's limited thing. And even on those, it's a limited time. You need to take action out. They're never going to make it again. Right? So these are like, you're going to be, you want to be in the first of that market. So like those are regions to take action. Even when like Supreme comes out with the thing, there are several direct marketing tactics in, involved. A uh, scarcity is a big one. FOMO, fear of missing out. So, uh, but let's say people don't buy, uh, now you have their email, you know, and you're building this relationship with them. You could, you could give them deals. You could most importantly too, you could take these emails, you could dump them in Facebook and you could build custom audiences based off that thing. Uh, you know, based off of the emails themselves, you could target them directly with ads, or you could have Facebook use that data to find a very similar audience to that person. Facebook's good at that. They know everything. Here's just a little snapshot of what a, um, an email opt-in looks like. And this is just a good, simple email opt-in. We've got one thing here. You don't have two, so you're limiting. You don't, you want to limit as many, uh, barriers as possible because people are easily distracted and they just need to be as bad as it sounds. You kind of just have to herd them like sheep in a specific direction, funnel them down the funnel. And the ones who will buy will buy. And the ones who don't, you chase them around for a little while and they buy or they don't. And then you stop chasing them. Um, but this is just the example. So you've got the compelling offer for somebody to click or to swipe up on the Instagram stories. Um, you know, have your landing page optimized for conversions. It's very simple. It's very clear. It's concise. Um, your social media content should be optimized for that platform so if it's an instagram video have it optimized for instagram sometimes putting a little meme a headline over it is going to increase your video views significantly because people stop to look they know what they're watching they might watch a few more seconds they might just get enough for that you want to have the retargeting uh, in place too so you want your instagram converted into a business account so when people visit your Instagram, uh, they go away or they don't follow you or whatever, you could always chase them again with Facebook ads. If they visited your account, if they liked the post, they don't even need to follow you. All right, and speaking of which, this is the plumbing. 
All right, so um, in the plumbing, you want to have your Facebook page and you want to have an ad account set up. Right? We're not focusing on growing the Facebook page, but you, you need the page and you need an account set up. You want to have your pixels or your cookies uh, installed on your landing pages where people are going to visit. You want to set up AdWords at the very least. I've seen people do this a lot. You buy the keyword for your business name. So if you don't have SEO already, uh, have the keyword for your name or um, and buy the keywords for, for things that people might Google after seeing an influencer post something. So one brand we worked with in the past was called Monet. And it was like a little phone wallet here. And, uh, you know, people might forget the name Monet, but they could Google phone wallet and it should be at the top right there. Um, now you create retargeting and an ad matching uh, with an offer, but an ad that matches the content that these people have seen. So one trick, and I mention it later on, but I'm going to mention it here too, is um, you could get access a lot of times to an influencer's Facebook page with their permission. Most of them don't care about their page. Um, and by running ads from their page, you're actually benefiting the account and helps the organic reach. So you could run ads from their page or you run their content. So people are seeing this over and over again, right? They're familiar. They're already warmed up with it. They're going to be more receptive. Um, so don't, don't run completely different ads. Don't, don't run a completely different ad from what people saw originally with the brand, right? Um, convert your Instagram account into a business account and link it to your Facebook page. So you have all the analytics and then there's, um, that link between the two so that you could retarget people with Facebook ads, um, understanding your target audience, framing your message in a way that is native for social media will inspire and, and will inspire fans to take action is critical for success. So, um, you know, most brands are just terrible at social media. So it's really important to understand the tone of voice, the tonality, the messaging and, and, try to come off as someone not try too cool to be too cool um but to try and vibe with your audience and uh, you'll want to have your custom audiences in place so you could set this up in facebook in the ads section in the audience side um beforehand just so when people visit a site when the your retargeting setup is a lot easier on the ads that gets a little technical sorry about that Mumbling. All right, affiliates and UTMs. Uh, affiliate links for influencers as brand ambassadors. So th this is the trackable stuff we're talking about, right? Um, an affiliate link is basically, let's say you got a brand ambassador and you offer them 20% commission off every sale. Uh, you make custom links for that. It's not normally preferred by influencers. They want cash up front because they know what they're worth. But you could do this with micro influencers or if, if an influencer, if you think you're going to get an affiliate deal with a real influencer and they know what they're doing, uh, some of these people, they're business people and uh, they're going to want a percentage of your company if they're real influencers. They're not just going to want a percentage of sales because it's, it's 2019 and let's say you're selling a product. You know, these influencers, if they think they can make more money by drop shipping it from China, best believe uh you know they'll beat you if they want to if they if they really have a passion for it um so you don't want to be too cheap with influencers but again you don't want to overpay so it's finding the middle ground do your research
uh, UTM codes or bitlies. Now, this is more the trackable link. Um, we're not talking about commissions here. We're just talking about uh, seeing what's going where. So are they coming from this influencer swipe up? This is their custom link. We've got the link in their bio and they're swiping up on that. Um, maybe an influencer smaller, but is driving a lot more traffic to your site. Maybe you want to establish a relationship with that one and drop a couple of the other ones. Um, again, this is, you want to do, you want to do consistent campaigns. You want to be consistent with your marketing. You can't just try a two day campaign and give up. Uh, if it didn't work, it's because you didn't work it. It's, it's really on you guys. You can't blame the influencers or anyone else. There's, you know, you don't, there's a lot of success stories about people just like spending X amount of dollars and getting so much back. But there's even more stories about people spending X amount of dollars and getting nothing back, but they didn't do any of the work in between. You could do push-ups and sit-ups one time and you're not going to get a six pack. You do it enough and you put in the work, um, you're going to get a return on your investment. Um, link in bio, again, uh, you could have the custom link for that, but have, have some of these influencers put the link in their bio. And then in their captions are called to action saying, hey, click the link in my bio. Content optimization. All right, so optimizing videos into a meme style with thumb-stopping headline that viewers understand what they're watching. You'll see a lot of people creating these meme-style videos. Um, when you have a headline, people are going to stop that scroll for a moment and read it. And if they read and see what they like, they might watch the video or part of the video. Let's say you just get a bunch of three-second video views. Instagram's algorithm is going to see that and say, all right, this is pretty relevant. We're going to show it to more people. But if you instead don't have that and, and you have like a logo that's shimmering for three seconds and then it fades into something glamorous and people don't know what it is, they don't have time for that. They're going to scroll on. I've seen so many brands putting their logos in the beginning and having some really cool expensive graphic. Uh, that expensive graphic is costing you so much money on clicks <laughs> so and that's what i say right here putting a logo put your logos if you want to if you want to show up the fancy stuff put it at the end um you only have a few seconds to capture attention again uh, one thing i mentioned allow influencers the creative control if they want to make their own video if they don't want to post your stuff listen to them maybe you make them post yours anyways but listen to them and be open-minded so I mentioned this earlier, and we're going to mention it again. Running Facebook, running ads from Facebook from influencer pages. I haven't seen many people do it. I saw Post Malone do it. I'm really impressed. This is basically look. It's even written as if Post Malone wrote it with not proper capitalization or anything. Um, even though I would bet money that is the advertising agency wrote this. The point is, uh, if you're going to work with an influencer, you're going to invest money with them. Most of them don't care about their Facebook page, but you could use their Facebook page to run ads, not only on Facebook and not only to their fans, but also on Instagram. It'll look like it's coming from their Instagram account, but it isn't. Um, it establishes credibility. Uh, it, it shows the relationship to the thing. A lot of people recognize an influencer and they're more likely to buy a lot of times from an influencer than they will 
the brand itself, unless your brand is, has its own, unless you're already really well established. So that's my five cents on the whole thing. We'll just do a quick recap. We covered this. Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you. It's midnight. How do I end this?